know the why human trafficking work is needed to fight for the freedom of modern day slaves. But love, passion, commitment isn't all you need to be an effective and successful anti-trafficking advocate. Learn the how. I'm Dr. Celia Williamson, Director of the Human Trafficking and Social Justice Institute at the University of Toledo. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation podcast, where I'll provide you with the latest and best methods, policy, and practice discussed by experienced experts in the field so that you can cut through the noise, save time, and be about the work of saving lives. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation episode 114. And I'm considering uh, continuing this series for a little while. I've been on it for a while solo, um, talking about trauma. And last week, I revealed the TNT guided 12-step program that I've been working on and facilitating. And I promised two things. One, I was going to talk about the conference and how it went. I can't believe I said that because we haven't even had the conference yet. It's this week. So I will tell you about what happened at the conference in case you missed it. But I hope that you're there. Uh, If you're not there, it's because we left the house, got in the car, and and you were too slow. So we just drove off. So, (laughs) But next year, You'll be in the car with your peeps and your tribe and you'll be at the conference. So, but I will make sure that you won't miss a thing. I'll fill you in on what happened at the conference just in case you happen to miss it. This week, I also promised that I would talk more, a little more about the TNT 12-step program and about the cost. So I want to start out by just explaining a little more about step one. And if you haven't listened to that episode, it's 113 last week. So go back and listen to that and then come back to this one. Um, Step one is came to believe I'm not living a life of choice and freedom, but a life filled with internal traps and external trappings and that this can change. So there's a lot in that sentence. So let's break it down. So came to believe. Some people may come to believe that their life can change in one day. Some people, it might take years just coming to believe because their life has been filled with risks and vulnerabilities and trauma and victimization and violence and abuse that just coming to believe will take an incredible amount of time and effort. So you have to come to believe that I'm not living a life of choice and freedom. So let's talk about choice. Choice is being able to make decisions, to have your own autonomy about you, to be able to decide what you want to eat, where you want to go, where you want to live, how you want to live, um, and living with the decisions that you make based on what your desires and wants and wishes and hopes and dreams are. A lot of people who aren't living currently as victims don't even have choice. Choice is critical to happiness because when you have choice, then you can choose to do things and think things and behave in ways and believe in ways 
that make you happy because it's your full free choice. Freedom is something slightly different. Freedom is the freedom to be exactly who you are, your 100% whole self. That's what freedom is. And so a lot of us walk around with not 100% freedom, but a level of freedom. You know, we can perhaps be our full genuine selves when we're at home after work. You know, but at work, maybe we're 55% of who we really are. (laughs) So freedom is relative. But when we're talking about uh, moving from victimization to survivorhood to thriverhood, then we're really talking about fundamental freedom, freedom of movement, freedom to think and feel and behave in ways that are authentic authentic to you. So um, came to believe that I'm not living a life of choice and freedom, but a life filled with internal traps and external trappings, and that this can change. So let's talk about traps and trappings, because there are various traps that uh, people who experience commercial sexual victimization or violence can get caught up in and not of their own doing. So the, the first trap is really being trapped in the wrong story. So there are a lot of survivors of commercial sexual victimization that don't fit the definition of sex trafficking. And so sex trafficking is really a legal definition, but there are lots of people who experience commercial sexual victimization, any form of trading a sexual service where there is violence or victimization involved, emotional violence, as well as physical violence. And so if they don't fit into our very narrow definition of what sex trafficking is vis-a-vis the worthy and deserving of our sympathy, empathy, and support, then they may further be traumatized by being arrested and jailed and stigmatized um, as a result. So being trapped in the wrong story is, is a trap where in society, you may not be able to access the resources and services to recover from your very real victimization. Perhaps you're involved in prostitution, which is a misdemeanor crime in the US, but perhaps a a felony has been committed against you. And because of the stigma or the violence, sometimes a report isn't taken. Sometimes there's no follow through on the part of criminal justice. And sometimes if a rape has occurred, uh, the prosecution may not decide to pick up the case. We have to remember prosecutors build their careers on winnable cases. And so they're looking for very credible victims, credible in the eyes of society. And so if you're trapped in the wrong story, um, then 
you might lay outside of society's idea of who we should treat as someone deserving of our love and our care and our respect. Um, you know, getting what sex trafficking is wrong is another way to, to get trapped in the wrong story. So for instance, some folks in communities around the world, um, they have an idea of what sex trafficking is, a caricature of what it is. And if that victim doesn't fit exactly into the caricature of what they believe sex trafficking is, what the victims look like, what the experience was, how humble the victim comes to them, then that person may lay outside again of uh, society's care and concern and, and the worthiness that they deserve. Getting trapped in who sex trafficking victims are. You know, that's, you don't look a certain way, you don't present a certain way, that may be an issue. Getting trapped in the best ways to address it wrong. If we get the best way to address it wrong, then we will no doubt leave out people who are very um, deserving of good quality services, people that have been victimized and traumatized, but we overlook them or we arrest them um, or we treat them poorly. Um, so these are just various ways that a victim can get trapped in the wrong story. And so um, what that does is that re-triggers, that re-traumatizes that victim. Another way they're trapped is trapped in the stigma and trapped in the shame. And again, guilt is what you feel when you've done something wrong. Shame is what you feel when you are something wrong. And society will shame certain people who are involved in the sex trade or who don't present a story that is, again, worthy. Being trapped in your own beliefs. The more you stigmatize somebody, um, the more likely it is that they start to internalize their own oppression and will begin to shame themselves and have beliefs that, core beliefs that are against their own self. And so they start to engage in self-destructive behaviors. They don't feel valuable. They don't feel worthy as society has continued to treat them as they're unworthy. Um, trapped in impossible situations, trapped actually in poverty, trapped actually in sex trafficking by someone that controls that person. Trapped by earlier trauma and abuse. Um, you know, that's where the vulnerability may have started. I'm not valuable. I'm not worthy because someone abused or someone neglected them. Trapped in their own addictions. Uh, because trauma, you know, if it's not taken care of, then people may start to become addicted to drugs. And so being trapped in an addiction is sort of like a cycle of just um, waking up to look for drugs, engaging in drug-seeking behavior, 
uh, thoughts, feelings all the time. Um, and that becomes your only motive for existing. So clearly trapped in that. Um, sometimes trapped because you can't read well or you don't speak the language uh, of the country that you might be in. That's another way to be trapped. So the trappings, you know, what are those? You know, trappings are typically those ways um, externally that we dress ourselves to cover up um, what's wrong on the inside. So we might be wearing um, fabulous clothes. Perhaps we get our nails done regularly. Perhaps, you know, our hair is on point. Um, and we're driving the best car that we can afford. Maybe we even have the best address that we can afford. Um, we look the part in all the ways, but are very broken inside. And so we've seen this over and over again, Kurt Cobain, you know, we've seen people that look the part seemingly have everything, everything going for them, the world at their fingertips and they self-destruct. So those are the trappings. It's like, if I ignore my brokenness, but I go out and own everything that makes me look like I have it all together, like I'm successful, like I'm happy, like I'm empowered, then I can fool people. And so those are sort of like believing in the trappings of life, not being truly internally happy or internally whole, but believing the trappings and trying to help have other people in society believe that you have it all together because um, because you you exist in a place where externally everything looks uh, awesome, everything looks fine. So going back to step one, came to believe that I'm living that I'm not living a life of choice and freedom, but a life filled with internal traps and external trappings, and that this can change. And so step one is really, really all about hope and belief. It's just getting that person to hope that it's possible that their life can change. And then to believe that if they put the power behind it, if they have a TNT facilitator, that their life may indeed change. Now, Along with the steps are also, it's also a discussion about what can happen if you don't successfully work the step. And what happens in step one is that you live by circumstances and consequences if you don't adopt step one. So what are circumstances? Circumstances are all of the responsibilities, all of the um, consequences of a life that you don't necessarily want to live. So because you live by consequences, you have to get out there and survive. You have to fend for yourself. And then often you suffer the consequences of that, of the circumstances of your life. In the TNT guide and in the groups, we also talk about what happens if you don't 
um, successfully take step one. And what happens is you suffer the circumstances and the consequences. Now, what are circumstances and what are consequences? The circumstances are the circumstance of your life. So if you're in survival mode, if you're living in poverty, if you're living with your trauma, uh, if you have to figure out how to make the rent, if you have to figure out how to sleep through the night without nightmares or disturbances, those are all of the circumstances of your life. And without the tools to change your life, then you also suffer all the consequences of that, which is to have poor health because you don't sleep well, to continue to live in poverty, to continue to be unhappy, um, to continue to pretend by dressing up the exterior of yourself and hoping to fool everyone. So the circumstances and the consequences are the responsibilities that you have to live with, even though you have no power and control or very little power and control to change. And that type of life is truly a life of slavery. Whether you are uh, being held or forced or coerced by an actual third-party person that is taking your money or not. Once you get out of that situation, there is still a form of captivity in that you can't live a life of choice and freedom until you do your internal work. And so that's really the purpose for the 12-step program. And, um, and I promised that I would talk to you about the TNT cost to be trained. Again, who can be trained? Anybody can be trained. Allies, advocates can be trained. Uh, peer supporters who have lived experience can be trained. People that have bachelor's and master's degrees in social work, nursing, and the other helping professions can be trained. And people who are actual clinical therapists can be trained because you will bring the 12 steps to the groups, but you'll also bring the richness of your lived experience, your professional experience to the group as well. So the training will be um, 12 sessions that you can take anytime at your leisure because they will be recorded. You'll have access to the online training program, take it at your leisure. Um, and I will also open it up to monthly live discussions where we can just jump on Zoom and we can discuss and process cases and groups that you've had and issues that you've had and brainstorm some things with you so that you can go into the next group uh, and be as effective as you can be. Also, um, I'm devoting some podcasts to just to TNT groups that you'll have access to, like I did today, just describing step one in more detail and more depth. And I'll be giving some good suggestions and examples and tips for what to do in group. Now, with TNT groups, you'll get the book that I wrote on the 12 steps. Each chapter goes in depth in each step to explain it, describe it. And your um, group members 
will also get the TNT guide because we want them to read each chapter and work each step. Um, and like I said, one step may take a day, one step may take three years. Um, it depends on how genuine, how ready, how authentic um, your members want to show up and, and how much they want to work the steps. So not only the book, but each TNT member will get a TNT journal that they can write in. And it, there are some exercises, some self-reflection uh, things in there that they can fill out, they can process, they can think about, they can talk about in group. Group will be rich because you can read any part of the TNT book in group and just spend an hour processing what that particular paragraph means to every person. Or you can take uh, an exercise, a self-reflection, a poem inside of the journal and use that for a whole group experience. Either way, the journal helps each survivor, each member work through that particular step. And then you'll have access to a Dropbox where you'll be able to get more um, exercises, just in case you have somebody who is genuinely working the steps. They're on step three, for example, they've done all the exercises and they still feel they're on step three. You can access that Dropbox, get them a lot more uh, self-reflective exercises and growth exercises that they can work to complete step three, for example. So, and then you'll get a TNT facilitator guide so that, you know, it provides you a lot more information on just processing and facilitating groups. So you get all that. And at this time, I'm really focused on agencies and coalitions. So I really don't want to uh, train someone that's not connected to an agency or a coalition because it can be expensive. So the agencies or coalitions that have one to 10 direct service employees, the TNT groups, you can license it and run it each year. It's $1,000 a year. If that agency or small coalition is you know, not wealthy, they can do the monthly payment plan of $100 a month. Agencies that have 11 to 25 employees, then the to license the program is going to be $17.50 per year. And agencies that have 26 or more direct service employees, then to license the program is going to cost $22.50 per year. Um, I do think that this is the program that fills the gaps. I believe this is the program that we've all been waiting for and looking for that's specific to those that have experienced commercial sexual violence, whether you are defined as a sex trafficking victim or someone involved in prostitution, that's splitting hairs. Uh, if you have experienced commercial sexual violence, then you indeed need some trauma work, some recovery work. And again, TNT focuses on trauma focuses on relationships and trust and support and all the boundaries and all the things that you really need to recover and put your life on track under your control where you have power, choice, and voice. And that's what we've been missing. 
I love the fact that I have the effective case management for survivors of human trafficking course, because I think that's all the great external work that we need to do to help survivors get housing and food and legal services and uh, substance abuse services and mental health services and empowerment and life skills and all the things they need to really stabilize their lives. But then when they go home and they're sitting alone is when they tap into and feel the brokenness. It's the internal work that needs to be done. And so I like to call it the yin and the yang. So my dream would be to have you take the external um, effectiveness uh, case management for survivors, effective case management for human trafficking survivors, <laughs> we get it, spit it out, um, and also be trained in the TNT guided 12-step program, um, because I think then you have the best in the internal and the external. So what I would love to do is if you need help talking to your agency, say you're at a substance abuse agency or mental health agency or traffic focused agency, or maybe you run a human trafficking coalition, I am willing to talk to your coalition, talk to your agency, program director, CEO, or whoever. I'm willing to walk down that journey with you because I think it's so important that if you are doing this work, let's do the best thing. Let's bring the best thing that we could possibly bring to your community of survivors. So I'm willing to work with you. Just let me know because I'm so passionate about this. I also believe if you have a human trafficking coalition out there, we have one, that you should have a group for survivors to be able to go to every day or every, I would say at least once a week. You know, In my community, we are starting to let the entire community know that there will always be a TNT group every Wednesday, six to eight. So no matter where a survivor is in the community, no matter where a direct service provider is or who works at what agency, everybody will know that not only do we promote awareness, but, you know, you ever think about it, once you're done promoting awareness and all these people are aware and then they find all these victims, then what? You know, so then what are we going to do? So, but if you have a TNT group in your city, in your community, then you have solved part of the problem because you can always say, I know there's a group, you know, in my case, every Wednesday, six to eight at this location. And so I think that is what we need to bring to our communities if we're really going to help survivors heal. And in the U.S., we have Rescue and Restore. And um, Rescue sometimes can look a little funky, depending on, you know, if you're the receiver of this rescue, because um, sometimes they will take you to jail first and then figure out if you're a victim or not. But on the restore end of it, we haven't done very much to restore the internal trauma that's happening with our survivors. So the TNT 12 step sort of moves them through that, that continuum of victim to survivor 
to Thriver. And so I'm really excited about it. And I've been working hard on it and I'm passionate about it. And uh, I want you to have the opportunity to have access to the best. So let me know if this is something of interest to you. Email me, Celia, C-E-L-I-A, at CeliaWilliamson.com. And let me know what I can do to help bring this program to your community. Until next time, the fight continues. Let's not just do something. Let's do the best thing. If you like this episode of Emancipation Nation, please subscribe and I'll send you the weekly podcast. Until then, the fight continues.